in November 2019, that date transformed my life drastically. I said enough, and I said it from my deep heart. Enough living a life based on others' opinions. Their decisions and their opinions will never change my destiny. Our destiny is determined by our mind and our attitude. I realized that every one of us has unlimited potential inside. And this unlimited potential becomes available only when we demand it. We are the only ones who determine the quality of our life. Nobody else. That's why I founded Unleash. I interview global CEOs, entrepreneurs, and coaches all over the world to inspire and touch people by their stories and their experience. Because one story changed my life totally. And I believe also one story from our podcast can change yours as well. My mission is unleashing the human greatness to its utmost potential. Stay tuned every Friday with Unleash with Ahmed Khaled's podcast. A new inspiring story that will change the quality of your life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening for our LinkedIn family. Thank you for your valuable uh, time. And I would like also to thank you for your great engagement for the last episodes. Uh, together, we will solve all the challenges as we, as we promised. And before joining uh, this topic today, may I ask you, can you hear me today? Can you please write in the comment before starting the episode? Can you hear me, guys? Okay, Rawan. Okay. So I think now it's working, right? Can you hear me, Muhammad? Rawan, yes? Okay, thank you. So today we have a different topic for the business. Uh, the topic that we will speak about, it's building an effective business uh, using business canvas through the system thinking. And th this topic will be covered by a special guest, a special guest who is a business advisor and keynote speaker. He is the founder of Future State Academy. He is a Lean and Six Sigma Master Black Belt, and he is a coach. And definitely, I consider him as a great storyteller. Welcome with me, Mr. Shay Lynch. Welcome, Shay. <laughs> Hello, my friend Khalid. How are you doing? How are you doing, brother? Beautiful, beautiful as usual. What about you? Nice I'm to have you today. I'm living the dream here. Living the dream. You know, it's like all here in Dublin, Ireland. 
we got great news that the country's starting to open up after being in lockdown for like since Christmas time. So we're all excited to get out and mingle and meet our friends and colleagues again. So all is great in the world. Thank you. Beautiful, beautiful. So, Mr. Shea, I have a, I had the pleasure to have you today. So, if, if you may ask you if you can share a little bit about yourself for our audience today. Brilliant. Well, it all started when I was born, right? So, I'll be <laughs> going back that far, okay? But I'm a, I'm an engineer by trade, you know. So, I've always been involved in building systems and. I used to break things as a kid so I could put them back together. So I always knew problem solving would be part of my life, you know. And now what I do is I'm, I've worked for myself for a very long time. I've been a business coach, a business consultant, a business performance advisor. And I've worked with some of the best, biggest multinationals in the world, but also some of the smallest. And I've developed my own ways of doing things. And I have my own system and my own process. And the only difference... Khalid is application and scale. I do the same thing to get the same results in different companies. And I love to help. I love to see companies strive and thrive in good times and bad. So a big part of what I've been doing over the last year is to help companies learn how to build systems in their business so they can thrive, they can ride the storm that they're currently through, and then build a good business when they come out. And I know that's capable because I've done that myself. I had a business in the last recession. I had my back up against the wall and I really leveraged my own skill sets that I I learned and I didn't realize it was like a eureka moment or a haha moment where I didn't realize I was doing this for other companies now I had to do it for myself and I was using those things so I really had to put like my money where my mouth is and walk walk instead of just talking and I did that and I sold that business and since that business and I left it in 2010. I've been helping companies do what I did during that recession. Wow. Wow. Great uh, experience, Shay. I know for sure I know you before, but I think it's it's amazing experience just to, to let our audience know. And today I'm so uh, just curious about this topic. It's about system thinking. And I, I'm sure that many of our audience, they don't know what is system thinking. So the question that I want to ask you, if you can, explain what is system thinking and how can organization or business they can use it from your yeah, point well, of view well, the first thing i'd like to say is that systems thinking is not complicated many people when they hear the term systems thinking they get scared and they just think it sounds like technology i have to build things and it involves things i don't understand so they have a mental block and they don't do anything with it but you know what this the real story is khalid it's about the people. Systems thinking is actually about the people. It's, it's how, the way you think, you, you have a way of thinking, I have a way of thinking, but how can you create a way of thinking with your colleagues that you work with, your customers that you work with, your suppliers that you work with, where you have this holistic view and you all work together to make it better. So I always talk, when I start talking about systems thinking, it's always about the human link and the mental models because then I talk about, like, you could go very deep in systems thinking, but what I like to talk about is the end-to-end -end processor system. It's not just what you do in your department, sitting on your chair, possibly in a bubble where you don't talk to anyone else during the day, and you do a good job. You could be functionally really good, but you may be doing something on that seat that could have a consequence for good or bad downstream, okay? 
but you, and the reason why you don't know if it's good or bad because you don't talk to these people. So once you get people talking, right, then you start looking at the next layer. So it's the people layer at the top. Then you start talking about the process layer. Well, how can I build these processes? And not just process within my department, for example, but if I'm in marketing, for example, I want to build a process that crosses over to the sales because guess what? The first part of sales is the lead generation, which is in marketing. So they should be really connected. Okay. So you start bringing cross building cross processes to ensure just good engagement, good visibility, and you're aligning yourself and complementing each other. And then once you start doing this with all the synergies in your business, so even when you get sales, then you have to link in with your service delivery team and your supply team to make sure that you can actually deliver what you promised your customers. So it's building that view and those cross-functional teams, end-to-end -end teams to work together. So you talk about people, then we talked about the process and the cross-process, the end-to-end. -end. And then the last layer I like to talk about is technology. And again, before people get scared, I like to say, well, keep it simple. Don't buy all these crazy technologies because everyone else is doing it. Find out what your company needs to do. Build these requirements and then go and look for a system that can do that. But it's the final layer. It's the last thing you do. Start with the people. Get the people links right. And to me, that's what systems thinking is all about. Building that view. And then the next part of it is, it's not just about once you've done it and leave it, you didn't forget about it. It's all about what you do next. How can you continually tweak and improve it? And a, a phrase I like to say with my customers is, how can you make tomorrow better than today? So how can wow. you continue to improve? Wow, so I, I need to understand from your history with the system thinking. What is the history from you based on your experience uh, with consultancy? What is the history with system thinking that you're using it? Yeah, well, going back to what I said as my previous business, I had been a Lean Six Sigma consultant for many, many years. And I had been, I had been delivering consultancy with companies in their sales team, in their marketing teams, in their delivery teams, in their logistics teams, warehousing. So I had, I had a good view of how to do the different components of the business. So I had it in my idea, in my head, that I wanted to work my own business. So I set up my own business. And then like I did it with my business partner. And he's, his job was to do the supply and install, design the systems for customers. My goal was to get business. Khalid, I'm an engineer. I had never done sales in my life before, ever. <laughs> I literally sat down on my desk on the first day. It was the first day of the new year in January in 2007. And I sat at my desk going, what the hell do I do now? What do we do? How do I start building sales? Because, and the thing is, if we didn't, we both had mortgages. We both had like money to pay out. If we didn't have sales, we couldn't pay ourselves, you know? So there was a huge pressure on, and all I could do was leverage my process skills, my Lean Six Sigma. And I literally started building my sales process step-by-step. Step. Like, what is the first thing I had to do? Then what's the next thing? And then the next thing after that, and then I'd get blocked. Then I, I wouldn't be able to get any further. And then I had to problem solve on the fly. I had to think, well, what do I have to do differently here? How do I get over this hurdle? It's not a roadblock. I just have to do, think about it differently. And I keep trying until I get to the next step. And over time, over about six months to a year, I build the most amazing sales process that will deliver results. And it's predictable in how it does because I build a value-based sales process. 
And I built this process in 2007. This is the same process I teach companies now. And I call it systematic sales. And I build a systematic way of building leads, building value, and building an amazing buying process for customers. And then after that, an amazing customer experience. And that was my first. That's when I started getting that aha moment. This is really systems thinking, you know? Great, Jay. So um, just the question came into my mind. So what is, because because you know that we are engineers also the same, what would be the difference between system thinking and the value stream mapping? Because from well, what you're saying, something yeah. like that, uh, well, something came into my mind. <laughs> yeah, no, it's a really good question. And like, I'm very familiar with value stream mapping. It's something I used to do a long time ago. And I would say that value stream mapping is an element of systems thinking, you know, because you're not just looking at things in isolation. Value stream, for those of you that know what value stream is, you're looking at your end-to-end -end supply chain. You're looking at your last customer and your first supplier and everything in between because it's so important to get every part of that chain aligned. And the great thing about value stream mapping, it's exactly systems thinking in motion because you, you, you're looking up a level, you're in a helicopter looking down and you can see how to balance every single thing along that chain. And the reason why that's so important is because if you sell something and then you have suppliers and your suppliers have suppliers, wouldn't it be good to know as a salesperson that you can deliver? Because there's a lead time you need to think of. There's a cost, there's materials, there's components, there's operations. And that's what value stream mapping does. You see all these parts together. And then the goal of systems thinking for me is to continually improve. Once you see it, this is how it stands today. Once you build that system today, how do you make it better? And then how can you do things better? And then how can you do better things? You know. So to me, value stream mapping is one of the main, one of the key tools if you've got a big supply chain in systems thinking. It's a way of thinking. It's not, it's not written in the law of systems thinking that it's value stream mapping, but it's a, as I said, systems thinking is a way of thinking. It's thinking, it's not doing, it's thinking. And it's about how do you think about problems? How do you think about process? How do you think how people relate to process and how do you make it better? Great, so to clarify that system thinking, I can even improve or just create something new and the tools or process or whatever system, and I can put it under the system thinking. It's not, the, it, it, there is no process, I would say, a clear process just to use it for the system thinking. As, as you said regarding the value stream mapping, it's under it's a tool under the system thinking. So my question now it's uh, as a personal, maybe I have some initiative, I have some concept, I have some techniques, I can use it and I put it like under the system thinking. Am I right? Absolutely, absolutely. But here's the thing: the challenge is like, and by the way, just to give an example. Mm. By the way, regardless of whether you have like awareness of this or not, everything you do is a system by the way, you know, even if I was to ask you, how many how many steps are there in making a cup of coffee? Number one, I will bring water. Mm -hmm. Number two, I will pour the, the coffee. Number three, I will use my sugar. Number four, even before I can make it for, for sure hot if I use the boiler itself, and then mm. I will drink. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing. And I, I, did, I did this example with my customers that don't know anything about systems thinking. So I'd ask them to map it out, the process. So they map it out. I get five people to do it differently. I get five different processes, right? And then the goal is, see, we all have our system. 
So for example, my system, my, my leniency when it comes to a system is to make it better. It's who I am. I like to be smart. I like to do, I'm a really efficient person. I'm, I'm a typical engineer. That's what I am, right? But my goal <laughs> is to make things faster. So then we talk about something else in system thinking called order of operations. So you talk, if you talk about the coffee, right? You could then get your cup out. You could get the coffee out of the press. Then you can put the coffee in the mug. Then you can go to the kettle, boil the kettle, right? To me, that's not efficient because you're the thing you're going to have to wait a long time for the cup to the water to boil and you'll be twiddling your thumbs. So the first thing you should do is do the thing that takes the longest that's kind of reduce the waiting time. And again, that over that whole concept, when I teach people this, they go, wow, because even with a simple coffee, they realize they have a system, either it's efficient or it's not, but it doesn't matter. It's a system they have. It's their system. And the goal in systems thinking is to align everybody's way of thinking and create a collaborative approach. So it's not just about me as a consultant going in to a company and saying, this is what I want you to do going forward and then walk away and leave it. No, even though I may have a really good idea of what the best way to do it is, it's never the right way for them because they have to work their system together. They're different people, they're individuals, they have different wants and needs, then I facilitate them to build their own model of thinking between themselves. Let me admit that you are a great storyteller and I love the story that you have clarified. Today we have a great engagement. We have Rawan, we have Muhammad, and we have Ali. I know that it's, it's too much engagement. I, I, I hope that we have long time today that we can speak about and we can engage more and more, but the time is very constrained. We have Razan also. We have uh, uh, Melissant. We have Aria. Uh, we have also Ida. Thank you guys for your great engagement. Mm -hmm. Coming back to the next question, Mr. Shay. So what are the main elements that you can see under the system thinking? Yeah, well, there's... There's a number of them, right? I've mentioned a few of them already. I talked about the three layers, okay? The people, the process, and the technology. That's one element of the systems thinking, right? Another element that I like to talk to, talk about is problem solving, okay? So there's no point in building a system and then leaving it there and walking away and thinking everything's gonna stay amazing for the rest of its life. Things fail, things change and you have to problem solve. So one of the biggest components that I believe of any system, again, as I said earlier, how do you make things better tomorrow? You know, how do you improve? How do you go on that chain of continuous improvement all the time? Because I believe if you're not moving forward, improving in this world, you're moving backwards. Things change so quickly. Like even what's happened in the last year with remote working, people, companies have had to adapt. Companies have been shut down. You've had to really think forward and, and react and adapt very, very quickly or you won't survive. So a big part of this is problem solving and problem solving is such an amazing tool, powerful tool because you can do it in process, you can do it on process, you can do it across process, you can do it across teams, you can do it across businesses, you know, between your suppliers and your customers. And I always talk about, like if you've got that supply chain, you're talking about that end-to-end -end value stream map, you've got the same goal right? To protect that end user, your customers will have customers. So why don't you all work together to make it better? 
you know you all apart why don't you share the load share the pain share the reward share everything and see them as partners they're not suppliers or customers you're all the same you're all part of the same chain so problem solving all your way through and then as i said it's the order of operation so the three big things for me um outside of people people's at the top once you get the people aligned then how do you build the right processes individually like individually then you have to look at the processes not just in isolation and then you compare them and you look at them as a blanket well how do they all work together how do they all interact together well and how do you make sure they always do what are the triggers and control points you need to put in place and what is the glue and then on top of that it's the the um, problem solving to ensure it keeps getting better so you ask the question how can we do things better and how do we do better things? And then it's the order of operations, making sure you're doing the right things at the right time to get the right results. Beautiful. So uh, if I am uh, uh, inside an organization, I would say, and uh, I have a big problem just uh, in, in my organization, whatever supply chain, marketing, sales thing is. So how the system thinking from, from your experience, how you would identify it which the process that you're using it based on the people based on the techniques based on the, the system based on the process itself so if i have a problem how we will be able to solve it if i ask you i have this problem how what is the process that you use it inside the system thinking yeah well first of all right i wouldn't believe you about your problem right that's the <laughs> first thing because mm -hmm. i'll tell you why the biggest thing i see if i ask 10 people in business what their biggest problem was 10 managers in one business, I'll get 10 different answers, okay? So my first goal is to assess what the actual problem is. So I do an assessment and I map, going back to my process, so we believe the problem is, is happening between this step and this step in a process. Then we map out step by step, we put post-its on a wall, and then we start talking about the issues at every step. We break it down step by step, we go into the detail, we go into the weeds, and I'll tell you now, once you start doing this process, things become very clear. Because remember I said earlier on where, you know, you could be sitting in a bubble and you don't know what you're doing is having a consequence for good or bad. This is like in the eureka moment. This is transformational to do this with the teams because they don't know what they're doing and how it impacts the people they work with. When they see themselves as this end-to-end -end chain, they naturally start helping each other. It's amazing when you put in these processes people excel at them it's amazing it's transformational and that is the first step i only I only show them the way then they start doing the rest themselves and again the whole point of it, it's me not telling them it's me facilitating them figuring it out themselves and it's amazing when people see this they really want to help each other they genuinely people really want to help and i always find they're never that far off of track and with a little guidance and a little help they can get on track so that's one of the first things i do and then when you have a specific problem there's many different ways we can do it like one of the biggest one is our sales conversions are down and i have an amazing systems thinking approach to solving that i'm not a sales expert but i can solve sales <laughs> process conversions problems because i have a system i loved the question that you asked me when i asked you the question that Sometimes, seriously, and I'm facing this sometimes in my life, when I have a problem, I cannot identify it. I cannot even sometimes explain it 
So this kind of effective listening and this kind of just listening for people identify and facilitate that, that challenge for them, all the challenge for them, I think it's one of the effective tools related to the system thinking. Brilliant. No, Thank absolutely. you. Yeah. They're amazing. Again, They're amazing tools for yourself. Like even I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, a challenged person. I always set challenges and goals, like crazy goals, things that I've never done before. Every year I set a new challenge for myself. And I use systems thinking to break it down into its key elements so then I can improve. So, for example, running, I don't just run and run all the time to get better at it. I'll break it down to the different elements so I can make a little bit of improvement there, a little bit of improvement there and over there. And then those little improvements accumulate to a substantial improvement overall. So, again, it's not just improving one part of a system. It's about improving it all because, again, going back to systems thinking, there's no point in speeding one part of the process up because it'll create a bottleneck further down. Everything has to be balanced. And you can only do that when you have that helicopter view and you understand and appreciate the requirements at every step because there's no point in oversupplying one part of it. You're wasting cost and money just having material sitting there. You need to be efficient at it and be smart. And that's the name of the game in business. It's not work harder, it's work smarter. Very clear, and thank you for clarification. So before we jump into this question, I, I think because of the time also, so I will ask the, the, our audience if you have any questions, because we have almost 10 minutes left. If you have any questions, uh, you can prepare it and write it down. Before I ask this question, I would say it's the last question for Shay. So Shay, what could be the best advice you can give for our guests related to the system thinking in their organization? Well. One thing I always say, um, again, it's not just people, as I said, get, get um, a mental block about systems thinking, right? The first thing I would say, get it started, right? Don't think about getting it right. You won't get it perfect. It's not about getting it perfect in the middle. It's to get it started. You have to think of the, the end goal in mind. What is it you're trying to achieve, okay? And then work backwards and break it down literally step by step. And I'm talking micro step by micro step and build it step by step. And I always say Rome wasn't built in a day and either with your business success, you have time, it's a journey, it's a marathon. Work hard at it and build it step by step because the more you do that, the more you have a really good understanding of what it is you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. And you do it like, and once you start building those steps, then you analyze, well, what's working well? What's not? What do I need to change? And that's the question. Always ask why. I have this thing called the five whys. Well, it's not my thing, but it's a question I love to ask. And do, do you know the five whys? Yes, sure. Yeah. sure. So when I ask my customers, do you know the five whys? They, they scratch their heads, right? <laughs> and then I ask them, do you have any kids? They go, yes. Well, they ask why to infinity. They're really good. <laughs> Kids have this innate, like inquisitive mindset that we have lost as adults. We don't know how to answer that question why anymore or ask it or answer it. But the goal is always ask questions. The questions are the answers in business. When you build your first example of your first process, it's amazing what you will see when you do that. Put post-its on a wall, see it on a wall, visualize it, take a photograph, and then ask why at every step, why are we doing it this way? Because when I ask these questions to my customers, I said, why do you do this this way? And he goes, well, this is the way we've always done it. You know, 
And the reason why I ask that question is because they don't think. They're too busy doing to do. All they need is a bit of time out so we can start focusing on how do we improve what we do. So one of the big things that I like to say to, in, in, to go back to your question is always question what you do and why you do it, how you do it, you know, because there may be a better way. And I guarantee you there is because too busy, too many people are too busy doing to do. All I say is take an hour a day or even start off with an hour a week and saying, how can I sit back and look at what we do? Is it right? Is it performing what our customers want? Are our customers happy? Ask these questions, start from the customer's perspective and work all the way back. And I guarantee you will find out things you never knew you taught about your business and your customers. I love that uh, Shay, because sometimes when you start something from the scratch, I would say people, they got stuck on, on the first barrier or the first problem that they face. They say, we cannot do it. And they, do, they don't have this kind of, uh, I would say, discovery, searching, try to find solution. As you said, asking questions, searching for, for how, how we, can, we can do it, because it will never be perfect from the beginning. So building yeah. system, it takes time, it takes effort, it takes emotions, it takes searching, discovering, exploring. So I, I totally agree on what you were saying. And I think it's, it's one of the compelling uh, status in, in system thinking. It is. And I always say to people, the goal is to get it started. And then when you get it started, work on getting it right. Don't wait to get it right to start. Perfect. Get it yes. started. Perfect. So we have one question here from Hamza. He's saying that, why do you think many startups these days fail to make an impact and only few come out and become something big? Well, that's for me, that's a really good question. And my answer is very, very simple because they didn't build their system. They didn't think about the sum of the parts and the whole, what was their end goal? A lot of companies get stuck in this startup mode and never leave because they don't think that they don't think of how to scale using a system. What are their staged, like their stage gates to move on to the next step? They don't understand. Well, when I achieve X, Y, and Z, that means I have to go to the next level. They don't build this sort of roadmap for themselves because they don't think like that. Most startups are people who are really good at the subject matter expertise, right? They're really good at maybe a software development, but they don't have business skills. And that's where they need help. It's like a chef. Chef is great in the kitchen, but they may not be a good restaurateur, you know, an owner of a restaurant business because they're completely different skill sets. So what I suggest to anyone who's involved in startups, get a really good mentor and coach, a business coach, so you can actually see a different way of thinking because you'll only be lost in what you're good at. You need to get that business view and you have to build that business canvas. You need to literally that plug and play. Well, what I do here, what's the next thing? How did the, how does the jigsaw fit together? You know, how to put all those pieces together. And that's what startups need to think. They really need business advice. May I add also something to Hamza about this? It's all about the vision. What is the vision of, of your business? I would say I'm assuming that entrepreneurship. So at the beginning, you, you should have a vision and you should have a reason because it will never be perfect when you start. You will have oppositions. You have some challenges along the way. So if you don't know why you are doing it from the first barrier, I'm telling you game is over and you will get out. So just having this kind of tenacity going forward 
finding and be, being flexible because you never know what will happen in the future. You have to be flexible, agile. Mm -hmm. If something doesn't happen, you have to be flexible and ask yourself why it doesn't happen. Asking because it will never happen. Um, I guarantee you this. It will never happen from the first time. That's why it's 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 a long journey of growth. This is the difference between the successful business and the, the just I would say out of uh, business uh, uh, concepts. Yeah, you can go You're ahead. Absolutely Jay. spot on because it's never a straight line with business. It takes many curves, but you have to learn how to get back on the path. You know, you will if you can go down. If you if you don't learn how to stay on the path to go down rabbit holes you know and this is a big thing and i love what you said there about having that vision i talk about the moonshot vision because that is your why yeah. that is your sole purpose right but here's the thing what i'll tell you now is once you start going along that journey your idea of your vision actually evolves and improves so the more you stay on that path the more excited you get because the more you learn the more you see things and the more you want to do and it's a great when you see companies go on this path. It's really transformational for me as well. It's amazing. Flexibility is the key, Shay. Shay, I don't know what to say, but as the usual time is flying, as usual, it's now it's at the end of the the, the, the episode. It it was a pleasure having you today, and uh, I I would like to thank you on behalf of our audience today because of these amazing insights regarding system thinking. Uh, personally, I didn't know anything about the system thinking. Today, the values that you, you drove, it's really insightful. And I believe that it will it will enhance a lot of thinking for our audience. The second thing also, I would like to thank our audience today for taking the valuable time and uh, sharing their engagement. And if there is any more question related to that and we, we didn't cover it, we will be able, me and Shay, we will we'll cover it after this episode. So thank you, Mr. Shay, for your amazing time. No, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor. Thank you, guys. Have a great day. Bye-bye.